0: What's up, y'all? It's your girl Cheryl back with another episode of the Shades of Strong podcast where we are doing our part to support Black women in freeing themselves from the burden of being strong by creating safe and sacred spaces for them to unkeep, unmask, and unhide so that they can be whatever shade or strong that feels right for them. If this is your first time tuning in, hey girl, hey, what's up? How you doing? Thank you for allowing me into the sacred space that is your life. If you've been here for a while, welcome back, sis. Thank you for letting me hang out with you on your drive to work while you're getting your morning walk-in or while you're simply just being. Whatever the case may be, thanks for bringing me along and thanks for bringing my guest along too. I have another beautiful, unapologetic Black woman in the virtual studio with me today. Yes, she's out here doing amazing things and yes, she does indeed dance to the beat of her own strong hey cassandra how are you i'm good thanks for having me shirley i am so happy that you are here i know that this is indeed going to be another soul stirring conversation but before we get into all of that i want to open the door for you to tell us a little bit about yourself who you are what you do what sets your soul on fire
1: All right. My name is Cassandra Dunbar. Uh, My day job is I am a professor and my passion project and my night job and actually spilling over into my day job, too, is I am... I have entered the world of content creation. I am a podcaster. Um, my podcast is called Be Well, Sis, and it focuses on helping Black women to level up mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, and financially. So it's wellness where we are centered. And that is what sets my soul on fire. <laughs>
0: I love that. Cassandra. as you know, this season is all about honoring and sharing the stories of Black women who are daring to do strong differently. Women who are making a a deliberate effort to give up a life of caping, masking, and hiding in exchange for a life of plain ease. And so we are doing that by way of our My Strong Is campaign. And so I wanted to start the conversation off by asking you to repeat and complete My Strong Is.
1: Yeah, so My Strong Is accepting myself fully, the good the bad, the things that I'm proud of, things that I'm not so proud of, just accepting Cassandra for all that she is.
0: That one, oh my gosh. It just, I think I told you like it deeply resonated with me because as a female with dark skin and my weight that just consistently fluctuates, like it's been been extremely challenging for me to embrace and love myself and to love my body at every stage. And not only has it been hard for me, to love the outside of me, but it's been hard for me to love the parts of me, like the insecurity the vulnerable parts of me that will cry at the drop of a hat. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure like every other human, you know, we've had experiences (laughs) and lessons and people that we've encountered that have contributed to what we believe about ourselves. So I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that's probably the same for you. So let's talk about that for a moment. Have you always resided in this space where you, where you are fully embracing who you are? Mm -hmm. And if you absolutely not. Okay. So yeah, let's talk
1: about that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely not. I would be lying if I said that I've always accepted myself. If I'm being a hundred percent transparent with you, I think I fully came to accept myself for the good and the bad, maybe within the last two years or so. And it still really is a work in progress because, you know, to. To your point, um, I too am struggling with my weight right now. This is the heaviest I've been outside of being pregnant. And it's been an adjustment looking at myself in the mirror and not fully recognizing the body looking back at me, right? Some days are better than others. Some days I'm just like, well, this is fine. And some days I'm just like, oh, I'm not too happy with it. But one thing that I try to think about is that we are still in a pandemic and our bodies have been sustaining us for this wild ride. Right. Right. And even though we try to move along as if things are normal and we try to go about our daily business, we are all deeply traumatized by everything that's been going on around us. We may have lost people, just how we move very differently today than let's say three years ago. Right. Um, All of those things like manifest in our bodies. Some of us gain weight, some of us lose weight. It's all relative, but the the point is, is that our bodies have been fighting to keep us here, and I try my best to remember that and to honor her um, and and say thank you for for keeping me throughout all of this. But also going back to what you were saying, you asked the question: Have I always felt this way? Absolutely not. I am also a dark skinned woman, and oh man, I thought I was ugly for a very long, t- very long time. I um, Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I don't know how else to put it. I mean, that's that. (laughs) And um, so my thing is I grew up in a white neighborhood. So I grew up in a white neighborhood. um, So middle school and high school. So nobody was ever checking for me. Like my friends would be dating and I definitely was not dating. I didn't go to prom, none of those things. When I got to college, my college was still a predominantly white institution. However, it was very diverse. Um, it's a small state school in New Jersey called Maklar State and it prides itself on being one of the like most diverse public schools. So when people, the guys had to notice me, I just thought they were like lying or like making fun of me, mm-hmm. or I just never thought that anybody would be interested in me or think that I was cute or pretty or any of those things. So it took a while for me to accept me as me. And, and it's been a journey uh still, I think. And maybe in my late 20s, I started to like accept myself more. And I think for sure, I started to really accept myself physically when I had my son. I just looked at him and I was like, oh, he is this beautiful, deep chocolate baby. And I never, ever, ever want him to feel that he is less than because of his skin tone. So I realized that I that our kids really don't listen to what we say. They listen, they're more mirrors, right? So I went into trying to do a really deep work on myself to accept myself, to truly embrace and love myself so that way I can show my my children an example of what it looks like to love yourself.
0: What was it like for you moving and breathing in a world where you weren't necessarily comfortable in your own skin?
1: It was awful awful. I am still working through that trauma, to be honest with you. I have a tendency to hide. I like to blend into the background. I never like to be in the forefront. And what my therapist has said is that I'm afraid to take up space because it's safer not to. Wow. And I didn't realize that a lot of that is rooted in my childhood growing up in spaces where I was ostracized for the way that I talk or I was never taken seriously, even though I would have the right answers. I No, it couldn't be the right answer coming from me. Like you don't know. All of that like makes you feel the way about yourself. So I would always just shrink. And in the past few years, I have started to intentionally do what I have to do to not constantly shrink myself, but to to, to be center if, the, if it's appropriate, right? Like the t- if the time calls for it. Absolutely. So that still a work in progress. So we're going to have to talk on um, a little bit later when I've done more work <laughs> <laughs> that, on that front.
0: Oh yeah, I, I totally understand it. Would you say that because you have Be, be Wells' podcast, would you, do you think the hiding helped you start this podcast or hindered you from doing it sooner?
1: Ooh, Both. I would say both. Um, So because I was I always I tend my happy space is to hide and to blend into the wall. Right. To be a wallflower. I just never felt confident enough to reach out to people, to ask them to spend time talking to me. Right. Because I'm like, why would they talk to me? I'm not famous. I'm not this. I'm not that. Like, why would they spend time like, waste their time talking to somebody like me. But I pretty much like suffered through really bad burnout. And in speaking to my therapist, she reminded me that I had once thought about starting a podcast. And she challenged me to, um, for one month, take time for myself every week to figure out this podcasting thing. In that month, I reached out to different women. Who I thought had something interesting about them, um, in the wellness space, and they said yes. And in just speaking to different women who are like-minded, growth-minded, or just have amazing experiences, I just really just felt like I had found my thing. Just having the opportunity to talk, because I started the podcast at the height of the pandemic. So we all were in lockdown. So more people were willing to talk to people via Zoom. So the amount of yeses I got really helped me to keep going with it. And then not only the yeses, but just the actual conversations that I had really helped me to to step out even more and to stop playing the wall and playing small.
0: It's easy for us to, we can have this conversation and we can say, ladies, you need to you need to love yourself and you need to love all the parts of you, but you and I both know that's not as easy as it mm-hmm. sounds. So how did you come to this place where it was like, I got to love myself, period. And then what steps did you take to be able to look Cassandra in the mirror and say, girl, I am so in love with you. And I know that's not, I know it's a journey mm-hmm. and I know the work continues, but where are you now in that space?
1: Um, honestly, it still fluctuates, you know, for the overall, I, I do love the woman that that I am, that I've become, but still it, it does fluctuate. There are still some things that I'm still working on, but I will say even the things that I'm working on, I'm still, I still love that part of myself too, because it still makes me me. The parts, parts that I'm working on, I still... Have I've come to embrace that as part of me and I've come to love that as a part of me too. Even though, I'm not going to lie, I do get frustrated because some things I'm trying to grow from, I still repeat the same things. Right now, and I think it's because I'm crowdfunding. <laughs> this is like <laughs> the stress of crowdfunding. Um, my What I really want to do is just retreat and just run away and hide. I don't like to ask. I don't like to show up and ask for support. And this crowdfunding has been such an exercise in doing that, which does not feel good. So in that sense, I get frustrated with myself, but right now, overall, I appreciate myself. And like I said, I think it's because my children are such mirrors of me. They just, they, even places that things I should say that I didn't realize that I was um, lacking in, they hold up a mirror and like expose those things. Mm. Not trying to be jerks there, they are small. They're seven and they're three. <laughs> but sometimes some things that like my older one will say or will ask, like will bother me. And I have to ask myself like why am I bothered? Like why am I triggered? And it makes me sit and like take time to really process what I what feelings or, or thoughts I have underneath. So my children have been really, really instrumental in my growth, I think if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have a, for me, I wouldn't have a reason to challenge myself to keep growing. I'm the type of person that I don't do well going to the gym, let's say by myself. But if I have to meet you at the gym, I'll be there every time. So they keep me accountable. Long story oh, short. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I totally get that. So, 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 this, so my show is about dismantling the myths of the storm black woman, because we, you know, We've been labeled Mm -hmm. all things. So how did you come to define embracing yourself as your strong?
1: Mm. You know, for, I think like most of us, uh, most black women, Mm -hmm. I grew up thinking that I had to be the strongest, the most independent, all of those things. Like I do everything by myself. Mm -hmm. And I think what made me try to start to unlearn that is just how mentally exhausted I was. And I realized that that wasn't really who I am as a person. And I think nobody really is only that. We may have strong parts of us, right. but we are so full. We have so many different, um, we're, we're multi-dimensional, multi beings and maybe being strong is just a, a sliver of who we are and not the entire picture. Mm -hmm. So I say all that to say, as you probably can tell, I've been in therapy for a minute now. (laughs) I think just getting to know myself for real, not what people told me I should be or told me about myself, which could be a lie. Right. Right. Many lies I've had to unlearn about myself. Um, So getting to actually meet myself in therapy has been what has taught me. That my strong is accepting myself for all that I am.
0: I think a lot of times when we when we think about loving ourselves, I think we automatically go to the shell that's on the outside, but we don't think about the the things that happen internally for us. Like I was saying earlier, I'm just a big old (laughs) crybaby, and it took me a while to be okay with expressing emotion. And sometimes I'll still find myself suppressing an emotion Mm -hmm. because it's just like, like you were saying, like as a child, you know, I grew up in a space where crying wasn't necessarily acceptable. You just Mm kind of sucked it up. And I didn't love that part of me. It took me a Mm -hmm. while to Mm -hmm. get to a space where I now love the crying and and I don't mind being vulnerable. All the inner work that I've done, that it's okay to accept all mm-hmm. of you, not the pieces that we are, quote like, but mm-hmm. to embrace all of those things because those things contribute to who we are and they help us do the work that that we've been called, called to do. Because if I weren't vulnerable, then perhaps I couldn't support Black women in, in the way mm-hmm. that I'm supporting them. So in the line of work that you are doing, how is your strong supporting you in that?
1: You know, I, um, I'm happy that she mentioned the crying part and the vulnerability part because mm-hmm. I'm super sensitive and I always hated that about me. I'm just like, I wish I had tougher skin. I wish I wasn't so affected by things. And now I actually love that I'm so sensitive because me being sensitive allows me to see other people where in a way that others may not. I feel deeply for people, people that I may not know, but if somebody's going through something, it affects me. And I like that. I, I, I have that compassion for folks. And so I think my strong has helped me to is all is embracing the sensitive part of myself and that I am very sensitive and I am very mushy. And I I think it's, I think it's my superpower superpower at this point, you know, I think it allows people to be open with me and transparent with me and in ways that they may not. With other people Mm
0: -hmm. because they feel like okay, she gets it, Mm -hmm. and like you were saying about the whole mask, in order for us to be able to support women in this space, then we have to take the Mm -hmm. mask off because people want to know when they see you, they want to know that you understand what they are going through. So, how does Cassandra love on herself? We are so good at loving other people, we love on our children, we love on our spouses our moms and dads, but how do you love on Cassandra?
1: Oh, this is um, a good question. Unfortunately, my question, my answer is going to be so corny and so basic, but it's two things. (laughs) So on the daily basis, the way that I love on myself is through my skincare routine. It's the only time that I'm alone in the bathroom. So I love me a long shower, well, not so long. So I ain't got that much time, <laughs> but I love a shower with the smell goods, um, and then I just love the ten minutes at my sink. Just like putting on my creams that all smell good, and just like rubbing things into my face, into my my skin. Like that is how I daily nurture myself. Um, and then outside of that, I love to garden, and I just started gardening last year. Yeah, it's a new thing for me, but. I, it has brought me so much peace. I'm like, who am I? Um, so, I want yeah, a garden. I want a garden it's so bad.
0: Keep talking. I just want
1: do a garden. It. Do it. Do it. There are um some things that don't require a lot of space. And uh-huh. let me tell you, if you're going to start a garden, start with zucchini because zucchini does not take much of anything. It'll make you feel like you're just doing it. Like you're a whole farmer. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> Um, Yeah. So I just love to garden. Just spend time in my garden. Um. Have you seen the movie Baby Boy? Like from back in the day.
0: Um. Girl. Yeah. Everybody want to be Jody Mama. (laughs)
1: Listen, I get her. Remember when she was in the garden all the time? I Uh get it now. I yes. so understand it. Before, I didn't understand it. Now I'm just like, girl, I get you. I see yes, you. I so, yes, I want to sit in the
0: garden and sip on some <laughs> wine. Yes, wine. Yes. Totally did that. <laughs> oh my gosh. My daughter and I have been talking about starting a garden for the absolute longest. Like, I, I got to do it, girl. I just feel like it would just bring so much peace in my life. Uh-huh. Yes, I got to do that. I think it's it's the nurturer in me that wants it. I think that's yep. what it is.
1: Yep, Absolutely. Yeah. Go for it. Just start small. Do something a little, you know, a little light and then just keep adding as you feel more comfortable. Go mm-hmm. for it.
0: <laughs> OK, so this season, again, is about supporting black people, black women and getting back to a space of mm-hmm. play and ease. And so when you think of the words play and ease, what's the first thing that comes up for you? Probably that garden.
1: Right. <laughs> um, this the word leisure came up just now. Mm-hmm. Um, so. On social media, like black girl luxury has been trending for a while now. Mm-hmm. And I really want us to get away from black girl luxury because I feel like luxury in itself is it excludes folks, right? Exactly. I yeah. want us to lean into black girl leisure. That's what I think we all can
0: Ooh,
1: I do. I love that. Find something that you love and do that thing. You know, um, we as Americans are taught our condition since childhood, right? That we need to be producing, producing, producing. But I think it's important for us to to lean into rest and lean into just being and lean into enjoyment because we don't do enough of that, especially as Black folk, right? Right. So I think that is where, that's what I think about when um, I think of ease. You said, what was the other word you said? Ease and- Play,
0: play, play. play.
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, And then, well, that was ease. So then for play, I think of roller skating. That's the first thing that came to mind. I want to get back into that. (laughs) And yeah. Um, And in terms of supporting Black women in that sense, um, one of the things that I'm crowdfunding for is for us to have our first in-person wellness summit. But I don't want it to be stale because, yeah, wellness is serious, but I don't want it to be stale. Instead, I want it to be like a whole adult play day where Black women show up, we learn, but we literally just play. Like when was the last time you spent like uh, several hours literally playing? Yeah, Probably probably a while, right? Because we all have so many responsibilities. And that's what I want for us. I want us to just have a space where we feel loved on. We feel, and we just feel like we can actually for real let our hair down for a bit.
0: So that leads me right into my next question. If you could have an entire day of nothing but play, I mean, like no work, just you look yourself in the mirror and say, okay, Cassandra, we're not doing anything today. Let's go play. What would you do? Where would you go? What would that day look like for you?
1: Oh, it would be on the beach. Mm -hmm. There is something about the ocean that that, that, like calms my spirit. So it would be on the beach, um, maybe a beach that has like, path so that way I could roller skate, take in the sights. I would maybe ride a bike that day as well. Eat good food, nap, Mm -hmm. because I love a good nap lord. Um, Yeah, just doing all the things that young me love to do. So roller skate, ride my bike, swim, eat, and sleep, (laughs) and read.
0: I, I feel like we just need to get back to that space where we -hmm. we didn't care about all the chaos that's going on in the world let's just have a Mm -hmm. day to just play and do jump rope and play hopscotch and you know all of those things yes 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 (laughs) all (laughs) right we're gonna get ready to wrap it up but before we do that if you could sum this conversation up like one thing that you want our guests to absolute our listeners not our guests, to take from this conversation today what would that one thing be
1: Oh, I want them to take away that they are worthy of um, just embracing themselves in fully. Um, We are all flawed, but we're all so beautiful in our flawedness and that you do deserve to rest.
0: (laughs) You definitely deserve to rest. We all do. All right, well, before we go, I have a few rapid questions, rapid five questions just for fun. So something you don't particularly enjoy doing, but it must be done.
1: Cleaning. Hate to clean.
0: <laughs> I find it therapeutic for me. <laughs> mm, I hate it, Lord. Okay, weirdest thing you've ever eaten. Um, maybe frog legs? Really?
1: Yeah. Does it really Bella. taste like chicken? It does. It does. Really? That, an alligator tastes like chicken. Yeah. Oh wow. An alligator okay. tastes like uh like a gameier chicken.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna take your word for it. <laughs> okay, last one. Advice you would give your younger self and what age is she?
1: Ooh. Um, okay, so for some reason high school me just popped up. So she's around 15, 16. I would tell her to trust her her gut. Her intuition is powerful. Lean into that and she'll be okay.
0: All right. Well, we're going to get ready to get out of here, guys. Cassandra, tell our listeners where they can connect with you. Do you have any events coming up or any resources that you think may be benefit, beneficial to our guest?
1: Um, yeah, so my podcast is Be Well Sis, the podcast. I am on Instagram. My Instagram handle is Be Well Sis underscore podcast. I'm kind of on Twitter. Uh, my handle is Be Well Sis. Um, right now, the only thing that I have coming up is every Sunday I'm on Instagram. I do an Instagram live at 7:30 p.m. Eastern time. So it's called Self Care Sundays, and when I pick a topic and a guest, and we just chit chat for 30 minutes about ways to reset our um, our reset ourselves and get ourselves ready for the week ahead. Um, so join in, tune in. That's always a good time.
0: All right, guys, I will have all of Cassandra's information listed in the show notes of this episode. That's it for today's show. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. As I mentioned earlier, hit us up on your favorite social media. I did not mention that earlier, but hit us up on your favorite (laughs) social media platform with Shade is Strong everywhere. And again, I have all of Cassandra's information in the show notes of this episode. All right, Cassandra, anything else you want to say before we head on out?
1: No, just thank you so much for having me. It was a great conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you
0: for being here. I appreciate it. All right, guys, we're out of here. We'll see you in the next episode.